like the, the placebo contained aluminum. So, yes, then that's what was going because they moved on to mercury. Mercury is a transition metal, and aluminum is a post transition <laughs> metal. It's, I'm assuming that's why they. Moved Ooh, on. it was the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, the Aluminiati. <laughs> Makes sense now. Yeah, right, right. Now they get it. God awful movie. 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 so much oh my god this is a really big crowd so just a word of warning for those of you who don't know we're going to be doing a live podcast here so occasionally i'm going to throw the commercial breaks on you i just need you to cheer you won't have to sit through the commercials trust me <laughs> so oh, oh wait, 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 so, they're only giving us 50 minutes and andy's going to be really mad if i go over so uh nope sorry i'm gonna to have to deprive you of that you'll have to tune in and listen to this episode when it comes out so here we go <clears throat> Welcome to God Awful Movies, live from QED. This is, of course, the podcast where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because if you watch enough terrible movies, you get a free trip to England. It's like a really weird punch card at the deli circumstance, but I'm not going to be doing it alone. Please help me welcome to the stage my good friend Heath Enright. Keith, how are you? I'm very good. Excited. I'm going to talk about some uh, important medical information. All right, excellent, excellent. Really fits with the theme of the day. And, of course, if you're a big fan of Eli Bosnick's ass cheeks, I'm sorry to tell you, this is a really weird intro for the people who aren't familiar with our show. Um, I'm sorry to tell you that they sent us an extensive list before the performance of things that Eli was not allowed to wear as he came on stage, and an extensive list of things he was required to wear as well. Damn, Marsh thinks of everything. Uh, but, but he still came up with a costume for you, so please also welcome to the stage my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli! <laughs> it is me! For the folks listening at home... I should point out that Eli is dressed as a head of lettuce. Your new king. (laughs) You're not going to wear it the whole time, are you, Eli? No, it's so fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) The guy was doing my mic while I was wearing it, and he was like, are you okay? Because I was like... Like He was like, oh, you nervous? And I was like, no, just lots of bread. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so they've already spilled the beans on this a little bit, but we'll make it official anyway. Heath, tell us, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Vaxxed 2, The People's Truth. (laughs) It's the story of an anti-vaxxer movie taking a hard stance about their issue in 2019. (laughs) They made this in 2019 in the before times, and they were like, listen... The most dangerous thing in the world right now, it's the backlash against 
free speech for people spreading anti-vaxxer information. This point will be borne out by future events. <laughs> we will be seen favorably in the history yep. books. This is a great movie. COVID happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with best, worst timing. I'll skip that one. Yeah. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the medical misinformation of Vaxxed One, but the authority of Andrew Wakefield and Dell Bigtree was too convincing for you, <laughs> you will love this band post in a mom group. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping with our format, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best, worst, just argument. And okay. th there's a lot of competition. We've done 300 and something terrible argument episodes. They do this the whole movie. It's just a parade of idiots being like, vaccines and noticing autism, both of those things happen in my life <laughs> during the exact same time dimension. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> That's all they have. Yeah. There's 90 minutes of that. Yes. Yeah. That's the argument. If anyone like needs to get to dinner early, this entire movie can be refuted with some is a part of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So, and we've already done this, right? Like, so I was going to go with best worst idea for a sequel. This entire movie is them going up to people with a camera and a microphone going, so what did you think of our first movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's the film. We watched the first movie during this. We watched people yeah. watch the first movie it's in this film. Yes. So silly. And I'm going to take the easy one. I'm going to go with best worst, Noah trying to keep it classy. <laughs> so I'm going to give you all a heads up. A lot of this movie, I hope you didn't watch it, because a lot of this movie is just people talking about their dead kids. Yeah. And so starting about three weeks ago, Noah has been using CIA-level tactics to try and convince me not to make fun of these people. <laughs> like three, He was like, hey, you know, uh, so we're actually going to cut a couple of the sections of the film. And then today he was like, you know what I realized is if we put this little electroshock microchip inside your brain, that would actually help the microphones. So my point is don't blame no illusions for anything that comes <laughs> Out of my mouth today. Did you hear that, Andy? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of disinformation attack on this flick, so we're going to need a second to limber up, but we'll be back in a flash with all the bullshit that is Vaxxed 2. Okay, so it's both the Mizzles? At, well, at least. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Hey, guys, what's the matter? Oh, hey, Heath, we're just prepping for the holidays. Okay. Yeah, entertaining everyone in the podcastiverse is going to be a nightmare. There's Tom and Cecil, Marsh and Kara. Not to mention Carl and Manscaped Man. Right, yeah. Entertaining can be demanding. Why don't you guys just try HelloFresh? What's HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Well, don't get me wrong, Heath, that sounds great, but how's that going to help us entertain for the holidays? Okay, well, whether you're hosting a holiday party or just stocking up on snacks, you'll find everything you need at the HelloFresh market. From quick breakfasts to charcuterie boards and desserts, it's never been easier to prep for a party or to fill your pantry. Wow, that sounds great. It is great. Plus, you can save money on dinner with HelloFresh and put it toward your holiday shopping. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. In fact, I was a HelloFresh customer even before they were a sponsor. That's why I, Heath Enright, personally endorse it as a product. 
All right, Heath, I'm sold. Where do we sign up? Just go to HelloFresh.com slash scathing65 and use the code scathing65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash scathing65 and use code scathing65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That is exactly right. Hello, fresh to the rescue. Well, I mean, not really. It's not like those people you mentioned before really coming over, right? I mean, Carl doesn't even exist, so. Dude, what are you talking about? What? What are you talking about? C- c- come on, Eli, let's go. Yeah, weird. What? Hey, podcast listener. Before we jump into the show today, we just wanted to thank each and every one of you who donated to Vulgarity for Charity. Thanks to you, we raised a breathtaking $400,848. That's over $400,000 for people who might have otherwise slipped into poverty and never escaped. And while we try to stay silly here on God Awful Movies, we just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you who participated. We never imagined that we'd be able to do something so good with just insulting people. Right? Exactly. Speaking of which, let's get back to those insults for those who deserve it. But thanks again. And we're back live from QED. I didn't know if you guys could get a second one that quickly. Well done. So we're going to open up. Well, first we're going to see their sweet, sweet Vaxmobile. But then we're going to open up on a long series of clips of Robert De Niro trying to defend his decision to screen Vaxed One at the film festival, the Tribeca? Yeah, remember that time Robert De Niro Googled us? That was really hard for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Andrew Wakefield. Oh, God. And it's Andrew Wakefield. He's like, yeah, I'll be, you know, screening this movie along with my lecture on a canoe 24 miles off the coast. <laughs> that will happen after that. The whole thing's an ad for his bullshit and their bullshit. But the very important... In the time between Vax 1 and Vax 2, someone has given Andrew Wakefield a cool haircut. (laughs) And oh my goodness, does it say divorced and ready to mingle, my friends. (laughs) He looks like a Backstreet Boys vicar. It's delicious. Yeah. (laughs) So, and and what they're... they're You do not want his jammy dodger. No. So, and their opening argument seems to be basically like, yeah, you know, the enormous amount of backlash got us banned from Tribeca, but that was actually good for us, actually. If you think about it, we didn't even want to be at Tribeca Film Festival. <laughs> right. we, we wanted to go to our room. <laughs> it's where all our toys are. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> In international waters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and, <laughs> and then they say that they're like, but you know, the Angelica Film Center, which I'm sure you've heard of, in six whole locations, mostly in Texas, heard about all that controversy and they really wanted to screen us. And, and we were like, Do, can, we, can you give us some more time? And they're like, no, it has to be this exact day because they wanted it so bad. That exact day? April 1st. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. They, they immediately go to, yeah, it was April 1st of 2016. Just a coincidental, that was probably a Friday or something kind of day. So. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And we asked, like, are we doing a whole run or just the one day? And they were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we including this in our movie? <laughs> Wakefield goes, people came by the hundreds and hundreds to see our movie. I'm like, yeah, that's the order of magnitude we use to brag about movie audiences, isn't it? (laughs) Hundreds? Jesus Christ. But there was one platform where they did really well. A little platform, and I think we're all on it, called Periscope. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you've heard of it. It was so financially insolvent that two of its CFOs murdered themselves. Jesus Christ. They crushed it on Periscope, everybody. Yeah, they did. (laughs) 
But what we learn here is that everybody wanted them to be at their thing. They were jet-setting all over the country. We get a little jet-setting montage of them, you know, like going all over the country to, well, all over the world, actually, to spread their disinformation and bullshit. And then they say, like, you know, it got so to where we were so busy and we had so many requests to, to talk that we couldn't even, we had to buy a bus <laughs> to drive around. And I'm like, yeah, nothing says success. Like, we couldn't afford the airfare. <laughs> also, like... Imagine if, and the band played on, had a, we need a bus. It kind of cuts the legs out of your own message when you're like, I think it's time for a shopping montage. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what's the key to a great science discovery? Bus. Shopping montage. That's what that last speaker said. I don't know if you guys caught her (laughs) talk. She's got a bus. Yeah. So, and this is also where we meet Polly, Tommy. If you know anything about her, you should probably boo now. But um, she's one of the <laughs> and one of the producers. And they're like, you know, well, Polly went and got a bus without even asking us if she could use the company card. <laughs> Classic Polly. I get it, Polly. I get it. <laughs> I wore this lettuce costume for like six and a half seconds, <laughs> soaking wet. Oh, skipping it. Oh, wow, there's a lot of dead baby scenes I have to skip over here. Sorry, guys. I mean, I mean, you're welcome, right? So we don't have to skip them. No illusion. We do. We absolutely do. You see? You see Andy over there? See? <laughs> I've never seen someone hyperventilate into a vape before. It's actually yes, impressive. <laughs> So but they, they talked to a bunch of parents whose, whose, whose kids were, were, you know, befallen by tragedy, et cetera. And they do this, like, sort of weird bit where they're syncing up the audio because all the parents are talking about the same symptoms. But I'm like, yeah, all your kids have autism. People with autism present with the same symptoms. That's why there's a name for it, right? That by definition, there has to be a similarity in symptoms. And they have them saying autism over and over, like yes. autism, autism. Like, like it's a conspiracy that the word's the same for these English people. <laughs> for all of yeah. these people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I can't emphasize enough how much they are just roasting their kids in front of their kids. Yeah. These are kids we're about to watch sign a bus, so they're very much aware of what's going on and it's just like, little Timmy's such a fucking waste of space, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, if I could have fit him down the garbage disposal, I would have, but man, oh man. Ever oh, since I hate had- him so much. <laughs> I'm burning us onto the digital record with how much I hate my son. <laughs> But then they have their like unvaxxed kid next to him, like juggling beakers and right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Way to spoil the end of the movie. (laughs) Solving calculus problems and stuff. But yeah, but they end this with this great big like you know Brady Bunch scene where there's like 50 different pictures of all the people all together saying, and my kid ended up with autism. You know, it's like wow. Well, there's so many anecdotes now it's almost data (laughs) (laughs) okay fun game here's seven billion people saying i do not have polio i want that much you have to put that montage after right let's be fair about this and then a bunch of parents tell us how awful it is to have autistic kids i don't i don't disagree that it's probably very difficult It's it's a real crime in america how little help we get, but there's this weird moment where the father of, of one child with autism is like, you know, it's really tough because my, my kid, he just, he just shits everywhere, just all <laughs> over the place. And then they say, they're like, and all those people that told us that vaccines were safe, they don't have to clean up his poop. I do. I have to clean it up. I'm like, what? Like, even if you were right, what weird-ass justice system do you have in mind? <laughs> 
right? Okay. I don't want to give judges that power. <laughs> the okay. year is 2032. <laughs> Judge Andrew Wakefield <laughs> sentences you to 16 years of poo-poo duty. <laughs> okay, but if your kid dies of measles, Andrew Wakefield has to wipe the asses forever. I feel there's, like that's, yeah, no, that's, oh, that's that, the no, rule. Yeah, that's fair. what I heard during that. Yeah. Moment. Well, there's that, God. There's even a brief little cartoon where you see all of us pro vaxxers not wiping that kid's ass. It's so bizarre. It's and, a weird time to get on Fiverr and buy a visual <laughs> aid. <laughs> I'd kill for that conversation. Yeah. Just give me the email thread, Andrew, and we'll call it even. So then we meet a new talking head here in the form of Hillary Butler. They list her as researcher, comma author. <laughs> Self-published lady that watched YouTube videos, I do believe, is what they mean. Oxygen recycler. <laughs> Carbon emitter. And I only, I only bring her up because she, does, she tries to go with alliteration here, but she overdoes it with her, like, you know, the 23 Ds of autism or something, whatever the hell it is that she's doing. And then we meet uh, Dr. Suzanne Humphrey. She's a nephrologist. Apparently that means somebody who specializes in kidney medicine. I feel like they should really make a better effort to make it not sound like the brain bump racist thing. Mm-hmm. Nephrology for not, it's just too close. And then, yeah, but you know how nobody's name is Adolf anymore? Yeah, yeah. exactly, right, right, thank you. Thank hey, you, exactly. hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> My so, name is Adolf. <laughs> so, but you know, she, but she tells us, you know, that the... Everyone has a pseudonym, now you all know. Yeah. Don't tell... And I'm, I'm vying for president of Adidas. So. <laughs> so, yeah, but she says, you know, the, the evidence that, that uh, vaccines destroy your kidneys and, and cause autism is just overwhelming. Trust me on that. <laughs> There's so much evidence we could show you. You don't know it. It lives in Canada. <laughs> okay. So what is the end game that they're picturing when right. they make these? Like, what Illuminati plot includes, I don't know, like step eight, like a bunch more autism. <laughs> and then a step nine where they make more money that they already have. I don't step, understand. Step 10 is profit, yeah. yeah so, so it's that missing step nine. Big fidget like... spinner is behind it all. <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> Jesus. And then they, so then they trot out a bunch of doctors that agree with it, by, by bunch, like six, right? And the overwhelming majority of them never actually endorse their, their thesis. And ju- they just go like, yeah, the medical system here is pretty screwed up. See, they agree that it's screwed up. But they try to sneak Sherry Tenpenny in, right? Like, we're not going to notice Sherry Tenpenny. She Give might as well have break. a mustache on. Yes. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Terry Shenpenny. <laughs> doctor of med- One of the doctors they interview is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. No one in a Hawaiian shirt can give you medical advice <laughs> except whether or not it is margarita time. That yes. is the only medical advice you should be taking from someone in a Hawaiian shirt. And it shirt. is, so you don't need and to And it is always yeah. margarita time. That's and true. there you go. I loved Andrew Wakefield at this moment introducing more doctors, him having to be like, okay, I'm not. Technically, like I can't use, use that the word doctor. But look at all these people. They are technically meet me in international waters and I'm yeah, whatever right. you want. <laughs> I'll be at a canoe. <laughs> but all the doctors are saying that when it comes to vaccines, medical schools are just like mumble, mumble, mumble. Yeah, you got an A on this module. Moving on, right? They're trying to make the argument that doctors aren't really told anything about vaccines. That's why people who stay at home and watching YouTube videos and calling it research are the real experts. Yeah. And right. I love one lady accidentally takes it too far because they're like, they get too little vaccine training, which, hey, is like a real problem that we should probably talk about. And then one, one lady's just like, no one's a vaccine expert. Nobody. And she has to be like, oh, no. 
Okay, some people are vaccinated. Sorry, I, just, I got excited because well, of the. <laughs> but it was even worse than that, Brie, because she says nobody's an expert in vaccine. And Polly, the producer that's interviewing her, says, well, parents are. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, that, but like my summary of this entire scene was yeah, no, it, it, montage of uh, YouTube videos that totally counts. Uh, you're tied with doctors now. Yeah, Polly wraps it up by going, Who are you going to trust? Doctors who didn't get trainings in vaccines? Or me? Also didn't get yes. training. <laughs> At best, she's arguing for a tie, right? Yes. <laughs> right. And then we get a, a montage. So they, they've decided to, you know, to make this more visually interesting, they've decided to have all the kids that they, well, all the, the kids of all the parents that they torture with their misinformation sign their bus at the end. So here we, here's where we get a big bus, the first of many big bus signing montages. Look at action montages. Yes. Hold on. Like, this well, I will have out. to get on a this stool, actually, need... to name mine. Yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly. All right, well, I'll tell you what. All this name-signing action has me on the edge of my seat, so we're going to pause so I can recenter. But we'll be back in a minute with even more Vaxxed 2. Oh, man, I am so full. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, for the purposes of this sketch, so am I. Okay, I feel like we're getting a little too meta this week. Anyway, now that Thanksgiving is over, I kind of want to... No, don't say it. Don't say it. Get in better shape. Dude, come on. You know most of those programs are a scam. Yeah, I know. And even when they aren't, they make me feel super bad. Well, why don't you guys try FitBod? Oh, um, what's... Uh... FitBod. <sighs> No, ah, that doesn't count. No, that's not fair. I was on Thanksgiving speed. I was slower. The FitBot app creates a workout routine that adapts as you improve and uses the equipment you already have. So you could reach the next level without burning through all your free time or cash. I gave the app a try before they became a sponsor to see what was what. And I love how they use positive language about health and fitness without shaming the shape you're in. Well, I like the sound of that. Just add in your equipment, pick a fitness goal, and FitBot will create a routine for you. Plus, a full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. All right, Noah. You know what? I'm in. How do I join? Join FitBot today and get a routine that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBot.me slash GAM. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash GAM. Nice. Noah, did you mark my point on the spreadsheet? What? No, absolutely not. We specifically arbitrated potato-based distraction. Okay, but that was because you shot Eli in the head with a potato cannon. Still flies, technically. Read the rule. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I got a great idea for a sketch about Vaxxed 2. So I'm thinking we open up on like a Heath, bunch of... Heath, uh, the, uh, Heath, come on in. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, have a seat, buddy. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Is, there, is everything all right? <sighs> um, not really, honestly. Uh, you just said some hurtful stuff during the first ad break today about... Um, about Carl not existing. And, and we just wanted to sort of like draw a line and say, dude, that's not okay. Not even like a little okay. But he's not. It's, it's just Eli doing a voice. I told you he would double down. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I'm, honestly, I'm shocked about this, man. Maybe you should spend some time in your room, I think, and sort of, you know, what? No. think about how you talk to your coworkers. What are you talking about? I don't have a room that we all have in a house together. We're on a Skype call right now. Is this, I don't know, is this a bit? I'm, is this funny to no, you? I'm using a microphone. 
You hear that? That's the microphone. I was just tapping the Dude, microphone. It, what are you talking this about? This isn't funny, man. I don't know what you're I doing. I know what's real. I live in Michigan. That's real. There's there's no such thing as Michigan in the podcast. Heath, Eli doesn't believe in it. I do. I do. You can't just. You are. So if he does Terminator arm by the end of the week, you owe me 50 bucks, right? No, no. If he Terminator arms by Friday. Fine. Fine. Friday. You sure you guys are taking this a little far? He's fine, Carl. Hi, Mom. Just, yeah, quick thing. What state do I live in? <laughs> no, he's not. Fuck you, Mom. <laughs> hey, podcast listener. Just a quick reminder that if this week's short episode doesn't quite satisfy your hunger for god-awful movies, there's plenty more where this came from. In addition to our weekly episodes, Patreon supporters get a full-length bonus episode every month where we take on a secular movie. This month, we took on a 1991 teen romance starring none other than Vanilla Ice. Just listen to what you're missing. You can watch (laughs) Vanilla Ice trying to move his face into thinking shapes. I'm Thank sorry. You. That's just, that's Eli's going to do an airplane thing like Jennifer Gray. That's what we're if saying. You lift me You're going to yeah. do an airplane thing like Jennifer Gray? Yes, I am that's the much other more option. like Jennifer Gray than Eli. <laughs> if you juiced vanilla ice, you would get axe bodies. That's spray. how they did. That's how they, they have a giant sort of orca swimming pool that ice is in a permanent cryo sleep in the center of. Vanilla ice has a brick pattern shaved into the back of his head. He does. Like he's trying to tempt Mario into punching him there. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot emotionally <laughs> for me to deal with. I had the lines. <laughs> Shut up. I shouldn't have said anything. Heath's mom. God damn it. Heath's mom. Any amount of money you would like for those pictures. <laughs> So if you want to hear our review of Cool as Ice as well as 75 other secular bonus episodes, be sure to sign up at patreon.com slash godawful. That's over 100 hours of additional gam for as little as a dollar an episode. Again, that's patreon.com slash godawful. And we're back. (laughs) So... Up to now, they've been talking about vaccines in sort of general terms, but now we're going to have to get specific here. They're going to give us, they're going to talk a little bit about the dangers of specifically the HPV vaccine, Gardasil, right? They really have a hair up their ass about this one. Now, to be clear, I checked the CDC site. They link you to 160 scientific studies that demonstrate the safety of Gardasil 9. This movie cites zero studies in defense of, so I feel like the CDC is winning. Every time you Google any claim from this movie, the CDC's website is like, fuck, you've been talking to Andrew, haven't you? <laughs> it, it totally is. Please just click any of these bright... You're, you're gone. You're already gone. Yep. <laughs> you didn't click them. And they open with an argument here that I really was impressed by, which was, HPV's not that big a deal. Well, come on. What's yeah. a little ass cancer among friends? I was like, <laughs> is this movie trying to get me to have sex without a condom? <laughs> Because, yes. (laughs) You're British. You get it. (laughs) Is that a British thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Noted. Noted. Raw dog (laughs) (laughs) infusion. That explains so much, to be honest. Right, yeah. Yeah. Specifically with the royal family. Um, So then... (laughs) That got a mixture, which means that some people are like, the queen loves Dr. Fuchs! <laughs> I won't sit here and have you talk bad about the queen. <laughs> Very safe sex ever. 
Even those little weird finger gloves. <laughs> For anal play. <laughs> Every time, without fail. Yep. So, and then this movie springs Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on us. Yeah. yeah. Yes, boo. Right. So, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen Robert F. Kennedy, like, on a... He... Or heard him? He sounds like the guy from Princess Bride that does the mailage thing. <laughs> he's got that. It's just really hard not to picture that guy when he starts talking. But that guy trying to say his last words as he dies. Like <laughs> yeah. Like you know journey. those little noisemakers you get in Piccadilly Circus? The ones that go like... <laughs> <laughs> he has one permanently stuck in his throat. But won't admit it like a dog who's chewing when you're not looking. Yeah. Just like, oh, If RFK Jr. came onto the screen and he was like, yeah, so I took vaccines and now there's that thing from Piccadilly Circus made of sand. <laughs> yeah, right, It's right. in my mouth forever because of the vaccine. That's the best the argument in the movie. The most convincing argument in the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right? So, but he's here to explain to us how the real science is done. He's a lawyer, in case you weren't familiar with his educational experience. But he explains to us, to us how real science is done and, of course, that the vaccine scientists aren't doing any of that. Can I say my favorite claim that he makes here? Mm -hmm. The death rate of Gardasil is 37 times higher than the death rate of cervical cancer. <laughs> right, really think about how yep. crazy that yep. is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I Googled it, and again, it was the CDC, like, drinking from an open container of scotch, being like, no, man, no. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> the, the death rate of being a Kennedy is higher than Garfield. But I think we can all agree, not high enough. Yeah. <laughs> we only lose the good ones, yeah. <laughs> so, plus the kids coming back. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're right. Yep. It's a Q and I mean, The Americans love yep. that. So, <laughs> if only we had a few of those in the audience, yeah. So, but he's trying to make the argument that Gardasil's bad, and he's like, yeah, they, you know, they've got these studies that show that the people with the placebo got less ass cancer or whatever. He's like, but the placebo they used was toxic. He says, well, he actually says, and I quote, they weren't getting a placebo, and the placebo they were getting was filled with neurotoxins. I'm like, what do you think weren't means, dude? <laughs> um, but he says, he's like, the, the placebo contained aluminum. So, yes, then that's what was going Because they moved on to mercury. Mercury is a transition metal, and aluminum is a post-transition <laughs> metal. It's, I'm assuming that's why they moved Ooh, on. it was the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, the Aluminiati. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense now. Yeah, right, right. Now they get it. Okay, but it's so much more complex. It's, they didn't, like, inject sheets of fucking aluminum foil in <laughs> for the placebo. That's not what happened. It was like an adjuvant, whatever. Jonathan Jerry can explain what it means. Yeah, you're right, right, exactly. Just picturing Marsh in a lab coat just gently wrapping a woman's head in tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the vaccine. <laughs> I have a feeling RFK Jr. would be okay with that, to be honest with you, yeah. So, so then, so then Polly shows back up to give us the first of two babies that vaccines murdered photo montages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is what we, what we do for you people. So. 
That can be a, they, like that can be a punk song, montage of dead babies. That can be a punk song. Yeah. It cannot be your whole ninety minute movie. Tell me about it. Yeah, a lot. And they're like, you know, we just. She's like, you know, we just met parent after parent whose kids got vaccinated, and then the kids died. I'm like, yeah, man, most kids get vaccinated. So like 90 plus percent of the ones that die are going to have been vaccinated. That's just how numbers work. And this like, is the time dimension conspiracy again. Yeah, yeah. right. And I want to be clear. If your kid dies, you're allowed to go whatever kind of crazy you want, yeah, right? Absolutely. Dress like Captain Underpants, kill all the mimes. Do what you need to do. But when your job is to make a movie victimizing those people, yes. you should be on Judge Dread poop duty. Like that's, <laughs> I'm coming around to the punishment cycle. <laughs> Did they kill all the mimes? Yeah. So, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like oh, the first fair. week after a breakup. Yeah. So, so then we, t- we talk, uh, we meet a new talking head here. This is uh, Marcella Piper Terry. I'm just moving on. Sometimes you just got to push forward. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at him. He'll stop doing his shenanigans eventually. Um, My but, eyes are based on movement. Where'd he go? <laughs> But so she's, now what, this is just so amazing the way they do these bait and switches because they always do this shit. She's talking about a CDC study that showed how high infant mortality was in the US. Now we'll get to why, but like, we're using the CDC now, right? Like all of a sudden when the source like half-ass agrees with them or they can manipulate the data, suddenly it's like, oh, this very, you know, prominent and well-respected. It's like, well, can we check your other claims against the CDC? Oh God, no, don't do that. Don't be right. drinking from an open bottle of scotch and talking to Eli, yeah. <laughs> and this montage, like, I'm not saying that these parents killed their kids. I'm saying... Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Here's what I'm saying. What I am saying is that nobody in this montage makes me think they definitely didn't kill their kids. <laughs> All right. So for, for those of you who haven't seen the movie... If you feel really bad about Eli having said that, you have to at least see that one hippie couple, the one where the guy's like, you know, I was driving the baby to the hospital and I'm doing CPR on him. Like, while you're fucking driving? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then he switches hands so he can vape. It's really... (laughs) Everyone's like in the middle of bumming a cigarette off someone while they tell their my baby died story. And there's like empty cans of monster energy yeah. on top of the baby's grave. Like it's not. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Because the headstones are little, so you can. Uh, all right, all right. And if you knock over them I, all. I specifically said no details no about de- this, yeah, okay? That's fair. So, so, yeah, but so they tell us about this study, and they're like, you know, they, they checked all of these industrialized nations, and the US had the highest infant mortality of all these 34 countries. And I'm like, oh, I bet I know why. I bet I know why. Pick me, pick me. What could possibly di- be different between the U.S. and all these developed countries medicine-wise? Yeah, right. Be, what it's, do we health outcome-wise do wrong? It's the fact that we get all the exact same fucking vaccines that these other countries get, obviously. And then they, they start making, and of course, I'm sure any of you who are even passingly familiar with the anti-vax movement have, have seen this bit, where they start trying to make the too many, it's not that vaccines are bad, it's that we get too many of them. We give the kids too many of them. And they start listing them all, right? As though we're, we're going to go like, oh, wow, that is a lot. But they're listing like deadly childhood diseases that nobody gets anymore. Yeah, it really There's no the- number of those you can list where I'm like, okay, well, that is too many diseases for kids to not have. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're, all the names are too vivid for it to seem scary. Right. They're like, and then obviously you could skip explody death syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Inside out facism? Okay. 
do that one. There's, there's one moment, and I absolutely adore it. This lady's like, here's a picture of my kid before his vaccine, and here's a picture after. And in the picture before, the kid's smiling, and in the picture after, the kid's crying. <laughs> like, well, yeah, man. You just poked him with a fucking needle. That's, what I, that's how that works. Well, and that's the thing, right? I, if the anti-vax movement was honest, they would have so many, If they were just like, it sucks to stab your baby with needles, right? I'm like, ah, oh, no, you got me there. You do got yeah. me there. Stabbing babies is no fun. But what is worse is exploding face inside out. Right, yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, the before and after picture of the kid with polio, he was crying <laughs> in the after picture as well, yeah. And so, and then they, of course, they, they toss up the definition of, of SIDS on the screen to, as a reminder of how tragic that is. And obviously it is tragic, but it's also so common that we all know what it stands for, right? Like, it's not like this. And, and their argument is, well, you know, they say it's unexplained, but I think we know the explanation, Right. Suzanne Humphreys comes back on to explain to us that none of the kids that she ever didn't vaccinate had SIDS. <laughs> so I, I, I have well, a diagram really, really sentence though. in my notes here, people. She helped Heath write the quiz from last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't not get SID, but there's five letters, it rhymes. So it made sense. It's one of the greatest trivia questions of all time. Thank you. Um, so, and, and of course, then she's got to explain to us that, you know... Whooping cough gets a bad rap, honestly. Everybody's all anti-whooping cough now. They go on to this huge little Del, Del Big Tree comes on, and he's like, hepatitis B, hepatitis shmi, come on. Come on, you can do it a little bit of hepatitis B. He's making an argument from, come on, kids ain't fucking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. What do you mean when they grow up? Damn, I hate when half sentences disprove my entire argument. Well, yeah, he says, he says, why are we vaccinating against a disease that's basically sexually transmitted? And I'm like, I bet it has a lot to do with that basically qualifier you just tossed in there. <laughs> so they go back onto their aluminum rant. I, I, I honestly, I think they only did that so that our British audience would have to wince their way through my pronunciation of the word. <laughs> and then we get, of course, another collage of pictures of babies who died. <sighs> So she's, Polly comes back on, and Polly is who we hear most from in this, and she's like, you know, every story, uh, or every day we, we have another story of a death. It's like, it's like kids are dying every day. <laughs> it's a lot like that, Polly, yeah. And then she does like a, like a it was really hard to do these interviews. Yes. <laughs> like, I've got to tell you, it was really hard having to point a camera at these mourning parents. Sometimes I had to ignore them a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the movie, she's like, I just had to sort of phase out and they'd be like, and that's when he died. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh she goes, she's like, you know, if you think this is hard, if you think it's hard to watch us manipulate these parents for financial gain, imagine how hard it was for us to do it. Yeah. I pretty much blanked out during this whole part. Okay. It's like them talking about fucking dead children. It's Much awful. like Polly. Yes. Yeah. All I wanted, I'm just rooting in my head for like a mob of 95-year-olds to like run, with who got polio, to just run in, mm-hmm. eat the fuck out of the whole crew. Yeah. Canes. Never happened. Well, not run. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're coming over the hill. <laughs> Spoilers for the new uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, by yes, the way. Sir. <laughs> bunch of old people with polio come over at the end. Uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I've, I've seen the show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. We've made it through the pro-whooping cough portion of the program. That earned us another break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. 
Will Andrew Wakefield die of a vaccine-preventable death? Will he instead fall into a vat of flesh-eating bacteria? Even better. What exactly do UK libel laws allow me to wish on the record? (laughs) Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the homicidal conclusion of Vaxxed 2. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. If you're like us, this time of year can be stressful. And what do we ask if Aunt Kathy asks how we are? We say better now that you and your horde of ghouls weren't able to take the Senate? Nope, 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 Heath. No, we don't call anyone ghouls. What? No, that cannot be right. Navigating any of life's changes can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, or just tension around the Thanksgiving table. Oh, we say shut your face. No, no, we say let's talk about something else. Boo. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash awful. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash awful. And if someone uses the term cuck? Oh, uh, throw the potatoes. Oh, I, no, actually, yeah, though, that is that is correct. And that one you get to throw the potatoes. Nice. Cannon? Potato cannon? From the makers of Vaxxed and Vaxxed 2 comes a shocking new documentary that will change everything you thought you knew about the lottery. My name is Kathy Herberger, and I won the lottery. I'm Dave Hokum, and I won the lottery. Everyone wins the lottery. We're not sure when we realize this or why nobody's talking about it, but it's true. Everyone wins the lottery. I mean, we talked to dozens of people and every single one of them had won the lottery. Where is the money coming from? Where is it going? And how are they covering this up? What? No, we're not covering anything up. You guys, are, you're just talking to like specifically... This summer, lotto You guys interrupted my explanation for your trailer, didn't you? Just a little. Where are you? (laughs) The podcastiverse. The bus. (laughs) Fucking with Carl. And we're back for still more of this shit. And... We're going to rejoin the action with a... Honestly, it was a bit of a puzzling moment, at least at first, if I figured it out pretty quickly. But we open up on a news clip reminding us of that time that these assholes brought back measles. Right? Or one of the times they brought back measles. <laughs> right. We I cut like, to a, am I in charge of the movie now? Yeah. Right. But so, you know, but they, they come on, they're like, you know, those anti-vaxxers caused a measles outbreak. So then Andrew Wakefield comes on and he's like, you know, I've been studying measles quite a bit since 1990. I've, and I'm like, yeah, you've had a lot of free time now that you're not allowed to <laughs> practice medicine anymore. And he's like, you know, measles isn't that bad, honestly. If you look, the death rate for measles was falling 
even far before there was a vaccine, ever since 1900, the death rate had been in decline. They show a graph. Yes. So like, the death rate from everything was higher in 1900. Every single, we were like masturbating the vapors out of women in 1900. As a, as a medical practice, of course. He might as well show... No shit in 1900. You might as well show a little chart that's like, you know, since 1945, the death rate from Nazis has gone way down. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do. Jesus. Let's back up a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's like heading in the wrong direction now. Just why you need your Nazi vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's all right if I do that. If I do it visually, I didn't say it into the microphone. You know, that's a, I can probably get away with it. Um, but yeah, so they, they say like, you know, if you think about it, like babies getting measles is a great thing because if they get measles as babies, then they won't later get measles and that's dangerous. <laughs> so fuck, that's actually their they, fucking it, argument. They so confused by their own yeah. senses. All right, so, and, and then, of course, now we've heard their pre-excuse, so they go back to the video clip, right? They go back to the news clip, and, and that's where they, and they're like, and it was all the fault of the anti-vaxxers, right? And there's one point here where Andrew Wakefield says, you know, the pro-vaccine people want to have it both ways. They're like, well, you know, if the vaccine is so effective and you have the vaccine, then why do you care that I don't get it, right? <laughs> so the literal question from Andrew Wakefield is this, at this point is like, well, if you're going to be fine, why do you care about babies dying? <laughs> you're not even a baby. <laughs> Jesus, debate me with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> the only person I haven't lost the debate yeah, to debate right. yet. <laughs> Meet me in international waters, yeah. young yeah. sir. Just a baby in a canoe going, yeah. too busy sucking on a teat, are you? <laughs> I got this haircut and super cut. <laughs> so... There's also this great bit with uh, Anthony Fauci. They show Anthony Fauci for a minute getting interviewed, and somebody says, so do you think it was the anti-vaccine movement? He's like, that caused people to be against vaccinations? I feel like yes. I feel like maybe yes (laughs) is the answer you're looking for. And of course, they only include that because their audience is going like, yeah, it's the motherfucker that's putting the microchip in us. (laughs) That guy right there. If he's saying it, we know they're the good guys. I also, there's just a tiny moment where Del Bigtree is like, and they're trying to convince you to, you know, feel all this hate, hate towards children. And I was like, hey, buddy, you know we don't hate the children in this scenario. Yes, right. <laughs> just watching some kid with like a hacky sack walking along, motherfucker. <laughs> there he goes. Yes, Sherry Tenpenny comes on and she's like, you know, the truth is, is that these people are just prejudiced. And I'm like, against measles. <laughs> we're we're measlists. Is that what you're accusing us of at this point? Come on, lady. And so, okay, so we've spent about two-thirds of the movie now watching our meeting, you know, dead vaccinated babies and stuff. It's time to meet some alive, unvaccinated babies. She says, this is the claim that she makes, that Polly makes in this movie. She says, you know, you'll never meet a parent who regrets not vaccinating. (laughs) Side tackle by every parent before the year 1800. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. I feel like you just didn't try hard enough, lady. But who's saying that? Who's like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Dave. I murdered my child with negligence. Uh, (laughs) uh, How about Man City, right? What's going on? Do you think Holland was a good move? Yeah, but but the argument here basically boils down to, though, like, like, I've never met anybody who died of pertussis, so apparently nobody dies of pertussis. Yeah, I write in my notes, this is like saying, I don't know why everyone says inventing electricity is hard. I used the electricity in my hotel room this morning. (laughs) It was super easy. (laughs) 
exactly right. So yeah, so Pauly's like, you know, they'll never do, <laughs> this is one of the dumbest damn ways that the anti-vax community condemns us. They're like, you know, they never do the study. They always say that vaccinated people are healthier than unvaccinated people, but they never grab a group of children and deny them vaccines for years and years as a control group so that we can find out for sure. (laughs) What are they hiding? (laughs) What are they afraid of? Yes, right, that's the actual words. The death. Yes. Of the 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 children. Yes. Mumps. (laughs) (laughs) Rubella, yeah, all kind of stuff. It's a long list. You did the list earlier in the movie. But Polly's like, you know, but if they aren't going to do a study with actual data, we'll do our own study with anecdotes. <laughs> and so we, we start meeting all of these different unvaccinated children, and Polly says, this is an actual quote from the fucking movie. Polly says, they got a, a line of kids up there, and she's like, look at all of these unvaccinated children that are alive. <laughs> <laughs> That is a direct one. I wanted it to pan over one lady's holding a dead kid. I, I misunderstood the assignment. She just, throws, I, <laughs> just run up to that group photo with a water balloon full of polio. Oh! Oh, everyone's year got bad. That's a shit balloon. That's where polio comes from. Mostly. Okay. It's a fun picture. So yeah, so then we get this weird montage of parents telling us how healthy their unvaccinated kids are. <laughs> this is some of the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Can we talk about the baby that's too strong? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Oh, they might as well, Polly might as well be losing an arm wrestling match to a four-month-old at this point. Whoa, they're, they're so strong. This ba- what? This baby is too, this baby should be ripping bicycles in half at county fairs. <laughs> My kids are almost too healthy. Honestly, <laughs> if this movie had done like a found footage quick turn, right, where it rips off Polly's head and she's like, My God, we didn't know why we were vaccinating them and the super strong babies start attacking everybody. <laughs> I watched the shit out of that movie, right? Really? And actively less harmful than this yeah. film. <laughs> no, one of the actual quotes from this montage is, their health is just ridiculous. <laughs> the health of my children is ridiculous. Yes, yes. No, not quite redonkulous no, it's, or rhinoceros <laughs> or espionculous. Yes. But pretty good. My good children have Wolverine-like healing factors. Is the, I'd uh, say their health is about infinity. Yes, units of health. <laughs> exactly. At one Something point, like a pair of parents say that their daughters are too smart yes. that it's become impossible to challenge them. I was like, did they take the limitless pill or it's, not a vaccine? <laughs> right. Right. Well, and then it's a really interesting shift that happens here where the movie suddenly is no longer about not getting vaccines. It's about not getting your kids medicine of any kind. Right, because now it's just parents going, you know, my kid's never been to a doctor, and they're fine, right? Just all of a sudden, they pull the rug out from under us, and they're, anti, they're against antibiotics now. They're against, the, the, the only thing, apparently, doctors are supposed to do is, is um, set broken limbs. Yes, which yeah. is so, they keep having to add that. They'll be like, and he's never been to the doctor, except for his broken <clears throat> ri- yeah, yeah. his. And there's, like, literally a daughter with, like, holding a broken arm <laughs> next to him at that moment. Like, oh, okay. That one was real, but was... the other, the invisible ones aren't. Yeah. <laughs> so then their, their parade of bullshit doctors assures us that um, anti-vaccinated kids, are, or unvaccinated kids rather, are the very healthiest of all the kids. They're so healthy, they make the other kids sick somehow. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's so cool. <laughs> they're that healthy that they're like, a, like, a, like, you know, rubber and glue? Yeah. <laughs> 
She says, and this is how she, Sherry Tenpenny backs it up at this point. She says, well, you know, if unvaccinated kids were less healthy, why wouldn't we be seeing them in the hospital more? And I'm like, you just had a montage of parents saying they don't take their kids to the doctor no matter what. <laughs> That's why. That's obviously it. By the end of this montage, Paulia starts referring to the anecdotes as studies. Yes! She goes, it's like we've done our own study, if you don't know what that word means. Yes, right. <laughs> And then we pull out of uh, like another like Brady Bunch style checkerboard of, of different shots of very healthy, unvaccinated people, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, you thought that was just anecdotes? Now there are 100 in our sample size. Yes, right. There's this great moment. This lady is trying to like get out. My child will never be vaccine injured. And she goes, I know one thing. My child will never be injured. Yes, <laughs> And I, was, I swore she was going to be like, punch my child in the stomach as hard as you can right now. <laughs> he can't even feel it. There's also a great moment here. You know, we're, you, you know the movie's wrapping up because Polly comes on and she goes like, you know, if I was watching this movie, I'd be pretty damn convinced right now. I think, I think we did a pretty <laughs> damn good job. job. me. Yes. We will not become viral videos. <laughs> People ugly crying at the airport because they couldn't go on an airplane. That, <laughs> that Heath watches for porn now. Yeah, so right. So fun. And then, of course, they pat themselves on the back for how awesome the signing the bus idea was. Pa- <laughs> Polly, at this point, she says, you know, our movement is just going to... This is, an, again, an exact quote. She says, our movement is just going to get bigger and bigger, and the other side is going to have to wave the white flag now. Again, this movie came out in 2019. <laughs> do you think we could convince them to do a reunion tour? <laughs> They're mostly dead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. say statistically, anyway. this makes me happy. We like, could, a good nine, ten people we saw, probably dead. Yeah, we could book a table at Denny's and get pretty much everyone <laughs> in this film back together. Yeah. <laughs> so then Andrew Wakefield says, again, I, I have to pull this quote for you. He says, you know, we're going to look back on this movie in ten years' time and say, what were they thinking? <laughs> And Andy, we did it. And that's going to do it for Vax 2 from live from QED. Thank you, Manchester. Right, and now we can get you. We can jump back in. No shenanigans. Okay, thank Three you. Three minutes. Of All right. Yep. 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 At, the, at the very end, we'll give you some shenanigans. Okay. Right. <laughs> How did if you like QED? It was weird. At the end, they just let the fat fella run around. And <laughs> <laughs> he tried to do a cartwheel and he shat himself, and then and then he stopped crying right at the fifty-minute mark. It was impressive. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm I'm subtracting that out of your shenanigans. Time. Damn it! So. You see what you cost me? <laughs> With your future thoughts? <laughs> I, I am so proud of myself. I wrote, I wrote like my time notes on here of like when I had to be to each moment. It's exactly on. I wrote it at 4.37. I had to be at this moment. We got here at 4.38. I'm pretty excited about that. So <laughs> I am not going to get my ass kicked by Andy tonight. I, look, I, I feel it. Yeah, For well, those yeah, missing, yeah, right. Andy's just not been in the, the bad balcony way. The I'm not gonna get it in a bad way. <laughs> With a machete, yeah, <laughs> doing Krav Maga dances. <laughs>
Oh, so you're back on shenanigans. shenanigans. And now yep. it's 438, damn it! Yes! <laughs> oh, he's dancing harder now. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, no, we already did that bit, my bad. This is the kind of stuff Morgan usually edits out. Um, you see nothing. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.